Welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. If you're looking for news, tips, and stories about fishing the Great Lakes, you've come to the right place. And now your host, Chris Larson. Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. This is episode number 54, and today we have a multi-species angler hailing from Erie, Pennsylvania on the show. He's a young, up-and-coming fisherman. He's worked on charter boats for much of his life and is working to start his own charter in the near future. Before we get to the conversation, I'd like to make a request. If you have a story to tell, I would love to have you on the podcast. You don't have to be a charter captain. In fact, I'd love to have more people on the show that are just experienced anglers that would like to share what they know. So if you'd like to be on the show or know someone who would be a great guest, feel free to reach out to me by email at chris at greatlakesfishingpodcast.com. On to the show and today's guest, Caleb Kopp. Caleb, thanks for joining the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast. Thank you for having me on the show. Right now, you kind of got a lot of stuff going on. Tell us, just tell our audience a little bit about yourself and kind of your background with fishing. Yeah, so as a young kid, my father, my grandfather, um, they bought a boat and I would go out on it every weekend. And uh, for the first year, I got sick. Every time I'd go on the boat on the waves, no matter how big they were, I got sick, which sucked. And, um, but something inside of me just, just kept telling me, you just can't give up now. I was a young boy at the time, and uh, I was probably five or six years old. I probably almost couldn't even walk. But something told me I can't give up at the time. So after the first year like went around, I finally got more immune to the water. I think I was just scared to start with. So I got more immune to the water where I could start learning how to put, uh, deploy the rods, get like start how to wind and stuff. Well, eventually I just learned all those techniques from my grandfather and my father. And um, my mother's side, my grandfather, he owns a charter business out in Wisconsin. He was like one summer, he was like, hey, would you like to come out and mate on my boat? I said, heck yeah, that would be sweet. So he bought my plane ticket out to Wisconsin. I was probably like 12 at the time. And uh, their fishing out there is way different than the Great Lakes fishing up here. So out there, they bottom bounce with like six, seven ounce uh, weights with spoons and dodgers and flashes and all that jazz. And up here, we troll with planter boards, dipsies, uh, downriggers. That's the way we fish up here. So whenever I flew out there, it was a completely different way of fishing. I did that for about five or six years with my grandfather. And he, as he gets older, he just doesn't really want to be on the lake as much. So he couldn't. I'd go out there, but I would, wouldn't be able to fish as much. Well, one of the charter boats up here asked me, hey, would you like to use me, on, use me as a mate? I said, heck yeah. So I drove up to Erie, and I worked on their charter boats up there all summer the one year. Where were you fishing in Wisconsin? So the lake was called, was called uh, Green Lake, Wisconsin. So a smaller inland lake. What kind of yeah. things did you learn there doing that type of fishing that you are able to take to your Lake Erie fishing what are the what, what what did you learn from from your grandfather and that experience that you're able to use on Lake Erie? So he taught me many things, like just stay confident. Like even out there, the fishing is not as good as Erie, so your bite would be a lot slower out there. He said, just stay confident. It don't matter how many fish you catch on the boat. It's just as long as your people are having fun, your guys are having fun on your boat. That's all that matters. And I really took that in the in the factor as I'm starting to try to get a charter business up on Erie so I mean he taught me a lot a lot of new techniques on the rods how 
if like something's not working up on the Great Lakes, maybe maybe try it. It might it might be a game changer up here. Who knows? So just there's just a couple different things that he taught me that we don't do on Lake Erie, but I could try in the future and maybe it might change stuff. Yeah, you were fishing uh, earlier this summer in the Erie, Pennsylvania Sport Fishing Association Summer Slam. And yep. the team did quite well. Tell me a little bit about that experience. Yeah, so we took off a whole week of work, stayed up there and practiced every day. It was, we found a good box on Saturday, the week before the tournament. We found a good box and that was a spot where we won last year. So we just let that spot learn pretty much. Went back on Thursday, uh, two days before the tournament, and they were still there. So we just kept trying different spots, see if we could find more bigger fish. And um, we couldn't find no other big box. So we're like, well, hopefully Saturday rolls around and we can go out there and get a nice box. So Saturday came, you could put your rods in at 6 o'clock, and you can only run 12 rods, I believe it was. And um, so we got out there, set everything up, and our first fish was a 9-pounder. And we're like, okay, so that's a good start. Well, whenever you're getting all these, you can only keep 24 fish in our in the pro division. So we were getting all these three to four pounders, and we're like, usually you'd keep those and put them in the cooler for good eating food or fish. Well, we kept throwing them back. It's like, are you serious? We're throwing these fish back. But we have to get these bigger fish. Well, we kept throwing these fish back, and we're like, you know what? We probably should keep 12 of them at least because what if we don't get, what if we don't get a bit like a limit take in? So we started keeping some three, four pounders. We got to about 12. And then the last 12 were like, we got to be very picky on these fish. So we kept trolling this spot and every, we had two little marks or uh, waypoints on our, on our fish finder. And those waypoints, every time we'd hit them, we'd catch a fish and that fish would be big. We were using lead core with um, bay rats on them with two ounce. So it was going probably down 45 50 foot of water our lure and um so we came in with a 71 pound box day one and that was it was a good day it was like flat you could turn on those fish you can go over those waypoints there was not a boat around so we could do whatever we want out there day two came around we hit those same waypoints over and over again we couldn't catch a fish we're like okay and it was rough so we're like what do we do now well we went trolled around everything there, caught maybe a six-pounder, a couple little ones, but we couldn't catch a, a big box. We couldn't catch even, like, any fish. So we're kind of getting a little worried there. We're like, well, we gave it a shot day one. It was a good good shot. And uh, so it was 11 o'clock. Well, we either got to run, pick up and run, and do one troll east because the waves are coming from the west. So we do one troll east or – just keep trolling around and hopefully we get to see these big fish. So we did, we picked everything up, we ran, we set up way down the lake and just did one troll east. It was probably like 1230, we still, we only had like one big fish in the box. Well, about a mile past where we had the marks, we hit this other school and we had two fish double up. Well, both those fish were both seven pounders. And my buddy was whining, my dad was whining and I was on the net. I netted two seven-pounders at one time. So that sparked a little courage to our boat. We're like, okay, we might be on something. So we got those two seven-pounders in, and then my dipsy went off. I went to go get it, 
and the fish got off, but it felt like a giant, whatever it was. It got off, and then we just kept picking them out on dipsies, and then a couple boards went off, and they were all big fish, like seven-pounders, eight-pounders. And we like before we know it, we had 12 big fish in the box, and we're like, okay, so we're actually coming in with something good to show people, but we don't have as many fish, but we have 12 big fish in our box. And we weighed those in. It ended up being 73 pounds, the beat day one's score of 73 pounds. And then our second second place was like, I think day two, they were at 59 pounds. Day one, they were at 63. So we, we, we did good on that tournament. Um, we won the big fish on day one. We won the overall tournament. We won day one tournament. We won day two tournament. And then the day two over um, big fish, it was tied with Vision Quest Sport Fishing. It was 9.5 pounds. His his was a steelhead. Ours was a lake trout, or a, I mean a walleye. And uh, it was a coin coin toss, and they won the coin toss, but still pretty cool. Pete so, Alex winning those coin tosses. Yeah, he won the, <laughs> he won the coin. So. so that sounds awesome. You guys had some some really nice fish there. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit about. We are just talking multi-species. You're talking about lake trout. Tell me about your favorite species on Lake Erie. What do you like to target and why? If steelhead tasted like walleye, it would probably be steelhead. Because steelhead, whenever they hit, they're just, they just start fighting. They just start running. They start flipping out of the water. It's just cool to watch them do their thing. I had one hit the rigger a couple weeks ago. And before you know it, we seen it jump out of the water. We didn't even know it was on the rigger. It jumped out of the water. Went back into into the water and the freaking rigger just popped straight up and someone got on it. It snapped off, but just to watch those fish jump out of the water, it's just sweet to cool, like to watch. So probably steelhead. Yeah, the steelhead, walleye, they're all a good time. But you're not a snob. You're even into fishing some some sheephead. Don't oh yeah, sheephead fishing. Heck yeah, we go. Uh, me and my buddies went out a couple weeks or probably a month ago, and uh, we'd use steel shad jigging uh, blade baits. And um, we just shut the boat off in 20 foot of water and jig on them. And those things fight. They're fun, especially on spinning gear and stuff. We just drop it, jig for them, catch them. And we'd had a tournament. We, I think we caught like 30, 30 sheephead or something like that that day just for fun. Those things are just, they're a blast. They just want to stay on the bottom. They just put their shoulders down and go. So it's pretty cool to get those. You know, walleye's king out there in Lake Erie. What do people think when they see you guys out there fishing for sheephead when you've got so many uh, great game species to target out there in Lake Erie? A lot of people ask me, would you rather be getting paid or would you rather be catching sheephead? I'm like, just the memories with friends is just, that's priceless. So just as, is, spend time with friends. is the drug. Exactly. <laughs> what, what are your favorite lures on Lake Erie? If I told you, you can only take three lures in your tackle box in your boat when you're heading out to go fishing. What are you taking? So I'd probably take the Bay Rat LXDs. I'd take my secret, um, brown trout, and copper or uh, cheap sunglasses. Why are you taking those, and what are you fishing for with those? Walleye. I'd fish for uh, with walleye. So walleye in early season they come in the shallow waters and they munch on all them all the little. Um, smelt and stuff and uh actually i caught one it had two big brown trout in its belly it was they're both probably about six seven inches and it was just full brown trout like 
I mean, not big, but, you know, for the fish, it was big. Mm-hmm. I mean, brown trout has always been a good color on the Great Lakes. Cheap sunglasses is one of my favorites. Just the, the shiny sides, the red, yellow, green back. It's just catches a ton of fish. And then the first one I said was my secret. My secret is just the green color with the dots. I don't know what's about them, but they just, they smoke the fish. <laughs> they catch fish. They- it, it's September right now. Um, for a lot of people, fishing is kind of starting to wind down. What yeah. are you looking forward to as this year winds down? Like what, what are you kind of jazzed about to go out and catch before the season's over or a specific technique you can use before you wrap up your season for the year? Yeah. So uh, in two weeks, I'm actually going to Michigan to do some salmon fishing in the rivers, which is going to be a cool trip. Me and my buddies are going to do that. That's going to be a, that's an up and coming trip in November. This, the lake trout actually come in the shallow waters, like 16, 17 foot of water. And you can jig for them like you would with sheephead. And they're stacked on the bottom and you can catch 100, 100 lake trout a day just by jigging for them, which is really cool. And then uh, steelhead come in. You can troll in front of the mouse with just shallow diving plugs, spoons. Troll in front of the, in front of the mouse or any like uh, tributaries that are dumping into the water, into the lake. And uh, you catch a lot of steelhead too which is a, another fun fish. So you got a lot of things you're looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. Caleb, you're a young guy, but you are often fishing with anglers that are more inexperienced than you. Or you're taking people out. Um, what's a common mistake that you see some inexperienced anglers making? And, and what are some of the corrections that you see to those mistakes? So with walleye fishing, walleye have a softer lip, I see a lot more people cranking real hard on them like they would for bass. And every time that you crank too hard and yank on them, it just rips that lure out of their mouth. So I tell them to slow it down a little bit or I loosen the drag up. So when they're cranking, it just slips a little bit where it's still whining. And uh, that usually helps. But um, just take the time. And steelhead, you got to stay on them because if you get them slack, they usually get off. So I tell the guys, if you get steelhead, crank down and just stay on the fish. If it wants to pull, let it pull. But whenever it's running with you, just just stay on it. What have you learned in the last six months this year? What have you learned that that you're going to take with you? Um, like I said, you're you're not an old guy, so th- I'm going to say that there's still some some tricks that you have to learn. What have you learned in the last six months? What's something that you can go? I didn't know that until this year, and now I'm catching more fish because of it. So, like the fish hawk, I learned a lot more about the fish hawk this year. Like. That water temperature and the speed is the biggest thing, like for catching fish, because our our lake it's not the deepest lake, so the current's not as terrible as like Ontario would be. But um, last week I was fishing, we we're going two point four on the top, and our lures were only going one point nine on the bottom, where you want your lures to go into two fives, two sixes. So we had to bump the speed up to go one way. Well, when we came the other way, we'd have to uh, slow the boat way down so those lures would go right speed so i learned a lot about the fish hawk where i'd take learn that and then the fishing columns like where like the walleye are gonna be the uh steelhead they're all steelhead are usually in the colder waters walleye in the warmer waters and then thermoclimbs so just i learned a lot about the fish hawk um captains told me like i said never give up if you if you're having a bad day everyone has has bad days just never give up uh as long as your customers are happy that's all that matters so and that's what I'm going to take with me in my future years, just to make the customers happy and just never give up. 
Awesome, Caleb. It was really good to visit with you. I really appreciate having kind of some up-and-coming type anglers to come on and just kind of talk about what they've got going on. So I appreciate you taking some time out to come and talk with us. Is there something I didn't ask you about that you wanted to talk about today? Just if you're new, I mean, I see a lot of stuff on Facebook happen, like where people post pictures on groups and stuff where they post a picture of like a nice fish and they're like, look at this big hog I caught. Well, maybe that's his first walleye he's ever caught. And I see people comment on it saying, that's not a hog. This is what a hog is. And they show them a picture of their fish, which might be 30, 32 inches like of a walleye. And it's like, all right, but like, just give a guy, give the guy a nice comment and say, good fish. Here's what maybe like a bigger fish looks like. Well, that might be the biggest walleye I've ever caught. So, I mean, it's hard to bash on people. Everyone has different size, like big, big fish meanings. You know what I mean? So just never give up. Don't be discouraged if someone says something. If you're going to fish, ask someone like, like me, I'd help anyone in a heartbeat. If they, if they're new to fishing, I'd give them information I know to help them catch more fish so they can pass on to their friends and make it like a bigger wheel. I agree. I think uh, as outdoors people, we need to do a better job of lifting each other up and not tearing each other down. Caleb, people want to find out more about you and what you're up to, what you're doing, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram, Facebook. I have all the social media. My name is Caleb Cop, so just follow me on that. Caleb Cop on IG. Caleb, thanks for joining the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to the Great Lakes Fishing Podcast presented by Fishhawk Electronics. For more information on fishing the Great Lakes, visit our blog at fishhawkelectronics.com.